0: Welcome to the Interns Hope Church Run the Podcast. I'm Jesse Brumfield. And I'm Isaac Little. We are two Americans living on mission in Wales. And we're uh, both inviting you guys to uh, walk with us as we talk about what it is and what it looks like to be life on mission in another country. Okay, so we're recording. Welcome. Hi. So (laughs) I'll just start by saying that this is like, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, It's a first for the podcast because I'm recording with you alone. Isaac is not here. Yeah, we miss you, Isaac. (laughs) Yeah, usually Isaac's here. He's going to be really sad that he missed it, but he's um, probably about to get on a plane back to America right now. So it's just me and our guest, Lori. Hi. Am I saying that right?
1: Yeah, well, you can just say it however. It is like Lori, but you can say it however. Because I've heard people say... Lowry, Yeah, they do say Lowry, but like in my house, we call it Lowry, but I don't mind okay. as long as I know it's me, it's fine. Okay. Um And is that, that's like a pretty traditional Welsh name, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of like Lowry's here, but then yeah. say if I like go somewhere else, like there's not many.
0: I love the name.
1: Thanks, I Jessie. Love I love
0: yeah. your name. And I'm trying to say, I always try to say people's names right. And I know it doesn't sound right with my accent. There's... There was something I was saying the other day. I was walking with um, with Lois and Evan and Caleb, and I said something, and Caleb like corrected me, <laughs> but I was saying the word right, but not with the run the accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so switched on. Those boys yes, are so smart. Like I think I was saying walk. Like oh, will you walk with me? And he's like, it no walk or like whatever. However, was, <laughs> it was funny. And we we have a third special guest, Ruben yeah, Dalton right. is peering out at us. <laughs> we are recording in in the garden still since local lockdown is preventing us from recording indoors. But yeah, it's happened for the best because he's so cute. I know. You got to come and have like <laughs> some Ruben time. Yay. So and it's a beautiful day, which yeah. is really nice. So yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Do you want to just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, like what you do, maybe how old you
1: are, yeah. like that sort of stuff? Um. So I'm Lori Evans um I'm 21 and I'm actually a student at Cardiff Mm -hmm. University so um I'm actually in my third year now I actually did second year twice so you could call her a miracle (laughs) that I have made in third year finally congratulations thank you um and I also work at a makeup counter called Charlotte Tilbury yeah I love makeup I love skincare um and I like gym now and again yeah I'm just like Pretty normal home man.
0: Yeah. I one of my favorite quotes, and it, I think it's Lois franks's favorite quote of you is <laughs> that night at Girls Group when you go, Yeah, all I'm into is skincare and Jesus. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> so it's just you- skincare and Jesus for me all the way. <laughs> Maybe my cats. <laughs> yes.
0: Like I think what did you say? Something like you'd rather do your double cleanse than go out at night. Yeah,
1: anymore. so like whenever I go out with my friends who are like not Christian yet. Yeah. Which I always say because they will be. Um, But like say like we're all like enjoying and all I'm literally thinking about is going home to do my double cleanse. (laughs) And if you don't know that's like a first cleanse to remove the sun cream which you definitely need to wear every single day. Yes and makeup and then you just do another and for the skin honestly game changer yes. if you need any product recommendations hit me <laughs> and Jessia, yeah because we both know we
0: both love skin yeah
1: jesus yeah yeah yeah
0: my skin right now wouldn't wouldn't uh send that message Same, because but- maskne is real <laughs> <laughs> like lockdown acne in general but mm. it's okay we're gonna it's the long
1: game right like yeah yeah Um, And what are you
0: studying at uni?
1: So I do journalism and English. Okay um but my mother says to me actually this degree has actually gone on forever to the point where I don't even feel like I'm in uni because yeah. I've just done the subject so many times <laughs> like they're just in- drilled in my brain so I don't even feel like I'm actively in uni I just do a quick yeah. assignment every few weeks with I have my ADHD pills and like we're away <laughs> to go so
0: how does that work when you have to do a second year over again like do you have to take that whole course load over
1: yeah, so I had to do the uh, second year again. Um, But it was okay because I didn't actually submit anything okay. in the second year the first time because I think that's the time in my life where even though I was like not being obedient to jesus and god before i was living in my family home where i was protected and i was supported and i was like pushed through um but i was living on my own yeah i was obviously not living how i was meant to be living um and obviously it just really showed to the point where i was so anxious and so not right within myself there it showed in many ways in probably every single aspect of my life like i wasn't really close with my friends or well my true friends or my family i wasn't doing well in school or well university which is a first actually because i'm the type of person who i've never really been like an A star like swat yeah but i've always like been able to do the work and get a really good mark last minute and like part of me thinks that was jesus looking after me yeah because if i like look back now You know, even if I had like been that revise every single night, I would still be where I am now because this is what I want to do. And I think only Jesus can make sure I'm still at that place that I need to be. Yeah. So that's one thing, looking back in hindsight, I know Jesus was like protecting me and walking with me all the way through my life, even though I wasn't being obedient. And I probably assumed that he wasn't there or he wasn't even real at the time.
0: It is crazy like to look back at your life and even when you weren't following him, and like the way that he still protects us Mm -hmm. and like eventually to bring us to himself and then to glorify himself like you know like um we can get caught up in thinking it's about us but like really it's he's using all of like our failures and our mistakes to then just kind of like show off
1: i think like yep if you've um there's one poem which i remember reading when i was younger um and it's one thing that's always stuck with me um And it makes a lot more sense now. It was like, I think it's called Walking on the Sand. I'm not sure it's a poem. Mm -hmm. And there's basically like this man and he says, oh, well, there was two sets of footprints in the sand Mm -hmm. until I was sad and lonely and I was doing everything wrong. And then this man said like, jesus and god like where were you when i needed yeah. you and then he says there's only one set of footprints because that's when i was carrying you so good and i was like that's so true you it feel is. like you're on your own but it's actually only god that's actually getting you through that and i think yeah any christian can look back on their life i think it was lauren from our church also said this like maybe like one or two years ago but like when you do your testament you realize wow looking mm. back there's so many places where i should have fallen a lot shorter or something should have gone way more wrong and that's jesus for you he's always there and he loves you even when you're the most disobedient
0: yeah and he knows us so well that like he also knows what we have to go through in order to come to him Mm
1: a hundred percent and i say a lot i well i used to say a lot i was thinking you know jesus why did you let me go through that? If I had you, if I had like found you a lot earlier, my life would have been so much better. Why didn't you come to me earlier? But the truth is, Jesus lets you go through that and he needs you to go through that. Because number one, I just think you're so much more... A, makes you a better Christian, you realize, Wow, this is my life without Christ, and this yeah. is my life with Christ, yeah, and number two, it makes you so much more relatable and approachable to a certain type of people that um you know God wants to reach, and he yeah. needs you to have gone through that, so these other people can relate, and they know that Jesus loves you and he's yeah. died for all your sins, no matter how bad they are, yeah. no matter what you've done, like Jesus is here for you, he loves you, and he wants you to come home,
0: yeah so good I feel like we could just stop right there (laughs) but let's um, talk about or tell me about what led to you being a Christian so what did that look like Um, for you
1: um, I feel like anything that's really happened to me I think I'm at the point in my life now where I'm happy to share and I want to share because I want to give all the glory to God and I want to show other people you know Jesus did this for me in less than a year and it's literally insane. So um, I think all my life was fine, really, up until about 11. Mm-hmm. And then my great auntie passed away. But she was not like an auntie to me. She was literally more like a grandmother um, and like a mother, basically, my great auntie Avril. Yeah. Simply because my parents were in work a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had jobs. My grandparents were working at the time. So me and my sisters and my cousins used to literally live Basically in the days that my yeah. auntie Avril's and my Uncle Peter's, um, And then I went to comp. And then just suddenly then she had cancer. And she didn't want to tell anyone because she didn't want to hinder ev- anyone. Because yeah. she was just like such a lovely woman that she like didn't want to put that pressure on anyone. She didn't want to upset anyone. So she didn't actually tell anyone she was feeling unwell. Um, and then it turns out she had cancer. Yeah. And she, I think she passed away within about like a week or two wow. weeks so it's really sad it was a really hard time um and then basically I was like wow like I think that was my first real experience with death Mm -hmm. because I was like wow this is the first person who I've loved and now she's gone I was like where has she gone um and I don't know it, it just hit me then that all my family were gonna die around me and i had no idea of the i started questioning the deeper questions or yeah what's the meaning of life um if god was real, He wouldn't have let this happen yeah. and i also blame myself a bit because i thought you know if i was a better like niece or if i cared for her the way she cared for me mm. i would have noticed mm-hmm. um and just things like that and kind of not blame myself but you know like it wasn't a good time for me that's but a I, lot for an 11 year old yes like, but it weight. was just like at the time I didn't even realize that I was such a it was the like I thought I was dealing with it fine yeah so I was like suppressed and I had a lot to do with brewers in my head like mm-hmm. um I used to write to her and things in like a diary she bought me and that helped me a lot I used to write to her like every single day in there mm-hmm. um and then I think it got to the point where I was like a few months later I started being naughty in school. I thought, you know what? Like we're all gonna die. So I might as well do what I want. Yeah. Like life is too short. Like I don't care what you think. This is my life. You were all just in it. Yeah. School, whatever, I don't care. So I started being really naughty. Um, but like I was still a laugh all my friends. It was like, Oh, Lori's mad, she'll do it, whatever. <laughs> like it was funny. Yeah. And I still think a lot of people still think I'm like that now just because i was like that for so long Mm -hmm. um and then basically um i was getting kicked out of school and things like that um but i was still having like the best marks so Mm -hmm. it was kind of strange like they couldn't actually kick me out and my dad was senior management of a neighboring school okay so my dad kind of pulled some strings and i was staying in my school like do you know what i mean so that was lucky um and then um basically I went to the doctors because like my family were like look you're really struggling like Mm -hmm. this is not normal you need help and then I went to the doctors and then it all came out I was like look this is actually what's on my heart Mm -hmm. and then I think my doctor was like um she was of a different belief Mm -hmm. and she told me oh you know your auntie died a long time ago if you don't stop crying and don't stop moaning she can't go to heaven so then that really That's set me off yeah yeah it was crazy so I was like wow so I didn't like the doctor I didn't want anything to do with it yeah. and I actually kicked off so much at that point that she actually was on the phone to social services and she said to my dad you have done have to deal with this girl like she's wild. like she needs to be taken away oh
0: my goodness and then
1: my dad was like no like I'm her father like we're gonna literally stick by you like she's not yeah. going to live somewhere else so then they kept me. I was grateful for that. But then I was just naughty then, still throughout. Yeah. Um. But I just got through school, and then I found a boyfriend who like stopped me from being crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. So I thought, wow, this is my answer. I need someone yeah. who's a calm to my storm. Um. Yeah. And then I just found in a boyfriend for two years, and I was in sixth form, and then that that calmness, which I thought I needed. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I went to university, and then I started to realize I didn't actually like my boyfriend. Yeah. um and then i just had so many crazy. of us do with like the boyfriend yeah. that we have when we're younger like yeah, yeah like sorry to say this but like you know when you come from such a small town and then you go somewhere bigger you realize the ronda is not your life and, and that
0: there's like so much more out there
1: i know yeah. and it's like you you're just settling for what's the best of a bad bunch i'm not saying that the Rhonda there is a bad bunch at yeah. all like it's my home it's where all my family have come yeah. from i think it's amazing but like you don't need to settle for someone um, just because they suit you best like they yeah. if they don't fit you perfectly done do it like yeah. and that's my that's what i would say to a younger girl now mm-hmm. please do not get a boyfriend because you don't either and it's not what you want and it's going to take you away from so many other things in life so that you're missing true. out on. yeah like no boy is literally worth that time no
0: no so true yeah so
1: what like define it's interesting because
0: like naughty is not necessarily a term that we would use at home yeah like we wouldn't i don't even know what we would say but like can you talk a little bit more about what that meant
1: was yeah. yeah, sorry i kind of rambled yeah. in that, no. No, like no, that no. um but naughty so like to a lot of people it was funny mm-hmm. i was crazy i would say what i want i would do what i want um but then also, like, I didn't used to want to go to school. And do you know if I didn't have the family? Like, this is why I know God was protecting me as well. Because if I didn't have the family I had, yeah. I literally do not know what would have happened to me.
0: Especially when your doctor is saying, like, here, we'll call social services. Yeah. And you can take just it give it her away. up. Like, yeah. It, yeah.
1: It just because I think, like, I think they do, like, like naughty schools. I don't yeah. know. There's like They have, like, things where kids go into care because they yeah. need, like thing but whatever so I used to sit on my roof actually at my skylight say I'm not going to jail say oh if this happens to me I'm going to kill myself mm-hmm. um, because basically I think I wanted to die before I watched the rest of my family die yeah. um, because at that point I didn't actually believe that people went to heaven I yeah. didn't understand anything yeah. I just thought you'd die and that's it And yeah. a bit of me was actually kind of scared that maybe you know what if hell is true mm-hmm. as well but yeah, I literally just used to say, oh, i just kill myself. Like, my parents used to make me, my dad actually made me a brand new bedroom. He used to have the attic, the attic room in my uh-huh. bedroom, like a loft conversion. Um, and then my parents decided, like, I needed to come down from there because I was literally just on my own. Yeah. Up there, like, sitting on my roof wanting to kill myself i think i actually went through quite a bad patch of self harm Mm -hmm. um and things like that like i was convinced i was gonna die like so i didn't care what was going on really in the world i would do anything but then to the outside world like to my friends and people at my school they just thought i was like funny naughty i'll just say what i want i do what i want Mm -hmm. but like it was my mother who would be like pulling me back off the roof like crying please go to school please can you not say this and like i don't know i just think I think it, it would only have been my family who could have supported me through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I think as I grew up as that, well, I felt a lot of guilt for being that way. Yeah. Um, just being like, not nice, not caring. Mm-hmm. Being selfish, getting everything I wanted. Just being hard work. Like, even in public, my mother used to take me places and I'd be like, F this, F that. I can't be bothered. Like, yeah. it was all about me. Mm-hmm. And it was sad because I think I obviously like everything didn't make sense because how would it make sense when you're not living with jesus yeah and i think because i was the type of person who felt so deeply i needed that deep connection to jesus like mm-hmm. i did feel alone without them in my life yeah so it was yeah. kind of mad um
0: it's like from such a young age you like had these deeper questions and you knew that mm-hmm. there had to be answers to them yeah you know it took
1: but i just couldn't know. like yeah it, it's like I can't describe it really, but like let like it was bad enough to the point where I think my family thought I was gonna kill myself. Yeah. I thought I was gonna kill myself, my doctor thought I was gonna kill myself. Um I also got put into school counselling mm-hmm. um and then when I was w- in the school counselling they asked me how long haven't you been happy for and it'd been a few years by this point, so I said like I haven't actually been happy for three years. Mm-hmm. Um and then they sent me to CAMS then which is like the, I think it's like mental health unit for the children, like in okay. young people. So they were helping me. I think they had, they thought I had bipolar for a while. Um, so I was like getting help by them as yeah. well. But I don't have bipolar. I just have ADHD.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just for the record. Yeah. <laughs> So you got through all of that and you got through school. And I got to and, uni. And, you and somehow, uni.
1: yeah, I don't even know how I got into uni. I am not joking you. I literally did no work. Like I hardly <laughs> went to school. And I got on the best course I could have for my course. Um, and,
0: it's, and Cardiff University is like a really mm-hmm. good university, Yeah, right? especially
1: for my course. So for journalism, it's the best. Yeah, Like a lot of people that you would see um like in the media like Mm -hmm. our alumni of cardiff university it's really prestigious for journalism there's a lot of international students and things like that because they all want to go to cardiff
0: so you got in
1: yeah but that's jesus like i'm not joking you like my grades weren't even good enough to get in yeah and i somehow i think the reason i got a place was because um I did an internship at OK Magazine. I Mm. said to my dad... This is how crazy it was, by the way. I was 16. And I couldn't be trusted with anything. I couldn't be trusted to go to school without (laughs) killing myself. So then... um, basically and by the way throughout all this in my school my sister Nia was two years older than me is like an it was an angel girl head girl of the school and her sister I was running around the school with senior management chasing me <laughs> and I used to wave to everyone through the windows be like see you bye see you after school and be like "Have off you like I was crazy
0: and she's a doctor now yeah Yeah. Right, yeah. so
1: she's a doctor like, she's actually um, working on the respiratory ward right now, helping okay. people with COVID. So oh I think as I've grown up, I've got a lot more respect for my sister because yeah. she hasn't had it easy. Like, she was trying to revise for those exams, which she knew she needed to have A-stars in, and I was screaming downstairs. <laughs> I remember another time as well. Um and this is not like just a fu- all my funny memories because yeah. they are like, they're really bad, but like yeah. they're quite funny looking back and my parents can laugh at them and things like that. As well. yeah. I remember one time my mother had this girl over to cut our hair because I don't think I could be trusted to go to hairdressers and mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. And I was having my hair done and she kept my fringe and I hated it. So, and the, we were downstairs and there's like a window and then upstairs there was my bedroom, mm-hmm. and I was so fuming. I didn't want to tell it. I just started throwing all my clothes out the window. So she was cutting my mother's hair in the downstairs window. She just saw like a snowfall, like all her clothes. And my mother was like oh gosh, I'm so sorry to the hairdresser, <laughs> I ignore her. So I said, like, I can't believe my mother's not giving me attention or it's not giving me a road for how naughty I am. I'm going to suffer throwing her clothes out. So all she saw them was her clothes, like, coming
0: out. So your mom's clothes. Yeah,
1: I moved on from my like, clothes to her. Like, And there's, like, a million stories mm-hmm. before my gran even called the police on me because mm-hmm. when my sister was going away to med school, um she was like taking some of my clothes and i knew it so i just started literally like going nuts and like hitting it and pulling her <laughs> hair and then the police came and then the policeman was saying, he was like oh like he said to his microphone like oh sorry just right, his only two sisters fighting over clothes but like they literally brought a riot van to my house because oh. they thought i was so crazy
0: oh my goodness
1: but yeah it was just alone me yeah without jesus <laughs>
0: Lori before Jesus, yeah. Like
1: it's, like, do, do you know what I mean? Like it is funny, but like it was actually serious at the time. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: But that's I can imagine. My life.
1: Like yeah, and as well, I think because so many people found it funny, just like oh, she's just nuts. Like oh, Demari, yeah. like she loves life. But like it was actually like I don't know, it was a really weird time for me.
0: It sounds like it was just kind of like chaotic. It was
1: so much chaos, and a lot of it I cannot remember. A lot yeah. of the years of my life, and I think that's like from trauma yeah simply because like i remember the funny moments and like even though they were bad things they were actually like memories for me and my family and mm-hmm. things like that so it's nice in a well like, it's not nice but like some of the memories i only remember good stuff basically and i remember like a few good things but yeah. a lot of my teenagers i literally have no recollection yeah. of like if someone said oh, what did you do in 2015 i literally have no memory yeah like i can't pinpoint stuff yeah really strange yeah. but I'm glad that's that I kind
0: of i my memory is terrible but
1: yeah. yeah I don't know if I'm waffling too much now we're not going to the good stuff no 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 no. yeah yeah
0: so um what happened when you went to uni and you moved to Cardiff
1: so this is like the uni thing is actually like a whole new kettle of fish and it's probably a lot worse than my time at home because like Mm -hmm. i said i had very supportive parents who would cover up for me look after me and do everything for me like if they saw me in like say for example if i said to my parents like "Oh, like i'm in school i want to come home they would come get me my head Mm -hmm. you know they were in cahoots and like i had a toilet pass like they protected me and bubble wrap me from my own self so when i was in uni that i didn't have that simply because yeah. my parents would have been there for me but i like pushed myself away from that um simply because like i i saw it as bad like i want to do what i want only in yeah. hindsight i can see is i what my they did. yeah like, yeah um so i got into like party and things like that i finished my boyfriend who was very calming for me he wasn't for me he was a pretty boring but that's what i needed for like two years you know just to get me out of trouble yeah Um, like i never got in trouble with the actual police or anything so that was good um so and then i went to uni um and i was actually like just like a party girl to be honest going out and everything like that really um I and then the first year it was like that. I had like another boyfriend then in the time who was also from the Rhonda, who was actually horrible, moved up to uni I was kind of living at home for like the first half the second half of my first year, weirdly um, I don't know it was just kind of a strange time i was seeing another boy who was nothing honestly but trouble like just literally so many regrets because i just felt lonely in a way um and then it was an ego thing like he would cheat on me and then i would try and cheat on him like Mm. it was an ego thing yeah like i'm not being cheated on by you yeah um so yeah like that and then in my second year i was like on the party scene again doing things i shouldn't be mingling with people who weren't good for me blowing all my money on stuff mm-hmm. that i like really shouldn't be blowing money on yeah um and i just felt really alone again um i then i kind of got into like fitness at this point because i wasn't getting on with the girls in my house mm-hmm. so i would just go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning to train that's very early yeah uh just because and this, i didn't is this like, like it. the
0: same kind of phase as your partying phase yeah
1: so at the same time yeah so oh gosh and then when i was at the gym then i was still living with these girls who were actually really mean to me mm-hmm. um because i think they were all so insecure They they used to like talk about each other yeah. and then still all be friends but you know now i take myself out of it i can see them all still doing the same and i'm like yeah. wow i feel so sorry for you guys like you don't need to live like that yeah but i feel like that's for them to come to their own um, mm-hmm. with that um so yeah, I was going to gym and then that's when I actually met my boyfriend who I'm with now, who's actually super nice to me. Um, yeah. But me and him partied as well. Mm-hmm. And we were bad for each other because then I, I just, I didn't stop partying when I met him. I just started partying with his friends. Yeah. So I just felt alone. We were so poor. He was a personal trainer. I was going to gym all the time. My worth was then in my how I looked. Yeah. So I need to look stunning. And then when I lost a bit of weight, there, everyone was like, Whoa, Lori, like you look completely different, getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So that was my worth. I was addicted to looking good. Yeah. So I'd be going to the gym all the time and I used to tell myself, like, you know, if I don't do forty minutes on this step of today I'm worth nothing. I used to be so shattered I couldn't do my uni work. Yeah. And this is all I cared what was partying and looking good. Partying to look good and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um And then, um, this is the point where I think Jesus kind of broke in for me. Yeah. I also got into glamour modelling as well a little bit after this. What is that? Um, so, like, I wasn't officially a glamour model, but I was doing fitness shoots. Okay. So, I was with this other personal trainer, even though my boyfriend was a personal trainer, um, simply because he used to give me free plans before I met my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, we did a photo shoot and it was good, um, like in like bikinis and things like that and then i wanted to do more and everyone was asking me like on instagram hey i'm a photographer from year year and year do you want to shoot with me and i was looking at their pages they were doing like really famous girls yeah like i don't know if you know like demi rose i think she's quite Mm. big in america she used to get with tiger he'd Uh, like shot her and it was like i i wanted it for fitness but it was kind of slipping into the lingerie and i didn't realize and it was things like that so these photographers were asking me um and then i was just like do you know what to this one guy um he was actually from new york and he said yeah come meet me in birmingham and we'll do a shoot and these are like photographers who charge like 200 pound a photo shoots. So i was like yeah i want to do that like i want to be like i want everyone to see me yeah. i i want to be this i want to be there i want to look this good yeah you can take photos of me for my instagram and then it kind of got to like uh, glam modelling is like lingerie, naked okay. pictures, things like that. Yeah. Um. So I kind of like was almost slipping into that, mm-hmm. um, and simply because I. Th- um i wanted those pictures because i wanted to set up personal training business with my boyfriend because i was so Mm. poor because he was spending all our money on partying yeah i just thought that was the only way to make money and that's when this is the time when i was in my first time of second year so you can imagine i was up at five o'clock in the morning i didn't have any time for for any time for my uni work i didn't care like my uni work was so uncool like i needed to look stunning i wanted the I wanted the, like, attention now, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it was just going on like that. Well, and it's probably, like, quite addictive. Yeah, it is. Like, when you see progress, you look good, but... And the uh, feedback, like, yeah, on exactly. social media and,
0: like, the feedback that you get from exactly, people. Exactly, especially hard. when
1: you go from, like, not in a good shape to, like, the shape of your life. Mm-hmm so it was mad um and also i had a lot of girls like asking me questions like oh how did you do it how can i do it and that's how me and joey got into the personal training thing Mm -hmm. and like we literally made like more than a thousand pound in the first week wow because well i think it was like the first few weeks simply because we had so many people signing up yeah and like joey's actually really like he's really blessed at helping people he helps like people go from like like ridiculous weights, like you know, to the point where their doctors tell them, like, mm-hmm. he's really blessed, or things like that. That's his talent. So, we did really well, yeah. but then we end up falling out. We were arguing because you would be if you like filled up with drink and things like that. So, yeah. that didn't work out. Um, but then anyway, during this time, I met up with a girl who used to go to our church, I and mean, we were just going to train together. Mm-hmm. She's a personal trainer now, and I okay. don't know if she reminds me of saying her name. Um, I don't know. If she'd mind is Heidi. Okay. Um, she's I've never met her. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if she comes to this church now. I think she's got okay. a different one, but she's lovely. Yeah. She's a personal trainer now. Okay. And we were having a training session. Um, so looking back, I must have been quite a good. I must have been quite good in shape because she's like elite. Like yeah. she's really stunning. So we were training together, and then I was just telling all this, and she was like, "And I kind of knew she was a Christian, and I've always had this thought where like I was always like." Thinking about it, and I wish there was normal churches over here. Cause I went to church when I was younger, and I didn't like it, cause it was like yeah. the traditional churches. Yeah. But I understand now the reason I couldn't connect with those churches is because a lot of what they do is just tradition. It's mm-hmm. not in the Bible, so not everyone is going to connect with it, and it pushed me further away. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah like i just like our church is literally just the gospel and like yeah. what we do um but anyway heidi told me to come to alpha okay so i came to alpha and on that day i literally sat by miss jenna evans yeah who's like literally helped me every single step of the She's way amazing. through my walk with faith so far um and yeah it's just gone from there it was like a year um from alpha that like i was i believed in jesus i was trying to read i used to get emotional and i was like wow like my life is so much better but like i was actually still living my own life i mm-hmm. was still partying i still kind of felt alone i felt like all the friends around me were fake friends because yeah. they were just partying and things like that um even though i still did have my real friends at mm-hmm. home but like we never used to bother because they were so like against everything that i was yeah um but like they still would have been there for me but we didn't used to do anything because we had nothing in common at the time mm-hmm. um and then um like basically my faith has just grown so i was still living my own life i still loved like money i still wanted yeah. to look good i was still posting pictures on the internet that like and wearing stuff i would never wear now yeah. and that's not because jesus would condemn me for doing this. just because i feel like that's not what i want to wear now i don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable wearing those things yeah. i don't feel comfortable posting pictures in like bikinis as yeah. much um but this is something i still struggle with because I think a lot of my friends are into Instagram and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like two of my friends are like, make a lot of money off Instagram and they're really good yeah. on it. Um, and they've got an amazing platform and they do really well. But yeah. for me i'm the type of person where i find it too much of an idol for me yeah um i struggle to find like a balance um so it's something that i struggle with at the moment so that's something that like i know god's convicting me of Mm -hmm. um so that's something i'm like at the moment that's what i'm working on yeah trying to like not be so egotistical and like not be so obsessed with you know like instagram um my future career like yeah. money like i need to put wholeheartedly jesus and god first and put my life in there yeah and that's it but i'll tell you a really really good testimony which made that switch mm-hmm. so if you spoke to me this time last year i would have believed in jesus yeah yeah, yeah i'm a christian but i was, still was what thing. like
0: a year and a half ago yeah about? Okay. yeah
1: so like this time last year i was yeah i'm a christian i'll tell you but i i was still living the way i wanted to live yeah um, so, um, basically, then in lockdown, um, Jenna sent me a like link, video link mm-hmm. of this man's testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just type testimony in on Google, I think it comes up. Okay, but there's this is twenty five year old boy, and basically, his father's a pastor in a church in America, mm-hmm. and he has like this fever, and then he's like, "Oh, like I don't feel well," but he still goes to work, and then the next day, his father has a feeling in his heart saying like don't let your son go to work today or something like mm-hmm. that basically and then this boy has a fit and it turns out in real life i think he had like a stroke and a heart attack or something crazy and he's oh 25 like he's a yeah. fit person yeah. um and basically um in that, um like his father's praying over him by the way when he's having this fit saying mm-hmm. like thou shall live and not die like all the scripture but in that time this boy goes to hell and he sees hell and he's like saying all these things like wow like he's like hell is boiling um but it's not on fire and he says hell is just your worst thought so imagine rethinking everything Mm -hmm. bad you've ever done and like spread that over eternity and the Mm -hmm. worst part about hell he said was that you know that god can't like you can't cry out to god anymore Mm -hmm. um but then he says and then just like boom he went to heaven but he said it's a much shorter drop to hell than it is to heaven but then when he got to heaven he said to his father like dad i don't know if i'm in heaven because this is not what i expected uh-huh. there's basically this lion thing in front uh-huh. of heaven and his dad was like son you do realize that's in the bible like that's real and this boy never read that so i do totally believe he did go to heaven and he was like the air in heaven is so clean like it's so amazing he said he was really angry when he came back to earth yeah so he was like i i want to be in heaven like he said you don't realize like how thick the air is here and things like that but basically he just made me realize hell and heaven are real and it's just like i don't know it's just like if you died now where would you be
0: yeah
1: but like even for me i just think do you know even if and I know for myself because no one can turn their lives around as fast. Like I've got a proper job now. Like money's not a struggle for me anymore. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of friends around me. I've got my family around me and I've never felt so content in all my life. Like a lot of my yeah. prayers now I say to Jesus is, wow, like, thank you. Yeah, Like I'm so grateful. And I know no one can turn their life around that fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, even if it wasn't how mu- how much happier I am in my mm-hmm. life, living through jesus it's just something i i want everyone to experience i know it's pretty good isn't it it's like guys if you're listening and you haven't found jesus yet like please just pray because it's the best yeah it's insane
0: and so you mentioned jenna and the relationship that y'all have developed Mm -hmm. so What difference has that made? Like having someone like Jenna to ask questions to, and to meet with, and to walk with as you're figuring out, like
1: how do I even live life as a Mm -hmm. Christian? So, I think for me, this is what I say to everyone. You know, number one, when you're a Christian, you have to realize, like it says in the Bible, that you are a light of this world. Mm -hmm. Um, so once you announce yourself as a Christian, I think a lot of people are watching you. Yeah. Because they just like to see, even if they like just watching from afar to see, Wow, how does this work? Like, I think, I don't know, it's kind of a lot of pressure. And I think people expect you to change straight away. Do you Isn't- think
0: that that is like, especially here, because it is like, everybody kind of knows everybody yeah, and, and it's yeah. simply
1: because people know me as the girl who used to swear at yeah. senior management in the school or <laughs> I used to like be Nia's naughty little sister mm-hmm. and like whoa she's a Christian she was posted naked photos last week like yeah. last year yeah so it's just like whoa you were a Christian now so I've I love the fact in showing people like this turnaround, but it's Mm -hmm. not a sprint. It's a marathon. So you will do stuff wrong. Mm -hmm. Like you get saved, but like you don't wake up perfect. Yeah. Like, so, and especially when you're surrounded by people who are not Christians yet, um, it's really challenging because, like, you were basically encouraged to think of like worldly ways. Just because it's number one is what you've always known, mm-hmm. it's what you've mostly grown up with probably, and you know it's hard. What people are doing around you is so much easier for you to do, and yeah. the enemy will use that. He will use that like you've literally are doing. You've done a complete one eighty in your life, mm-hmm. so what first changes i think is your faith and that's number one and once you've done that you're saved but then you need to learn to be obedient and live Mm -hmm. a certain way and that's what takes time so you need someone like jenna or whoever it is for you but when you go to church this is why it's so important no you don't need to go to church to be a christian you can worship yourself like even singing a song or thinking like looking up the sky and saying thank you jesus that's worship but church is where you're surrounded by people who believe the same things as you who love you yeah and who won the best view, and they will guide you. Like, I've been to Jerusalem so many times, right, where, I don't know if you know, in the Old Testament, where the Israelites walk around the desert mm-hmm. for 40 years, yeah. and we did an archeology theology course. It was yeah. like, wow, why are we reading this? This is so boring. And it's because sin is boring. You will go round and round and round in circles, and you need that someone to be there for you and not condemn you and say, look, yeah, well, look, you done that last night, or you've done that again but yeah. it's okay like jesus is going to change you and only the holy spirit will change you yeah but it takes time but it you does. need that person to walk with you and keep you on the straight and narrow and to help you and to say look Jenna's very similar to me she lived a certain life and then got saved mm-hmm. i think when she was in her 20s like yeah. me so we just relate to each other and she helps me a lot yeah. like and i'm not i'm not taking anything away from jesus like jesus would have saved me anyway but the comfort i feel in having people around you Mm -hmm. who believe the same things as you who support you and who understand you is key and it's very very hard to find honest true christians who will do that for you yeah so for me i do honestly i know that jesus sent jenna to be my guide and i know one day i'll be a guide to another young girl and you know maybe many more yeah like you need you like it's very very hard to be a christian on your own Mm -hmm. you need the people and that's why church is great because you leave on a sunday like yeah even though the rest of the week is actually going to be solid because all i've got is people caring about money caring about this and caring about that around me i've got my people i'm part of jesus tribe and we are one there's other people who are like this like-minded people and we are all in it for the same thing and once you have that base makes it so much better i live in cardiff and i like to travel back to come to church yeah because I i just think for me it's crucial just because i know the enemy is on me a lot as a new christian and i need that like mm-hmm. support system yeah so yeah that's yeah. why it helps me a lot like it's crucial to have people around you who are like-minded
0: and god made us for that like he made us mm-hmm. for community and he made us to live with each other yeah and to learn from each other and i mean sometimes it's hard like it's not always great no, to live it's in so hard but, like it's it's like it's so worth it
1: isn't all like a safe space so uh, remember we said oh yeah me and jesse always cry by the way in all the songs (laughs) like whoa but like we were saying the other day is because it's a safe space yeah it's like you know you can say whatever you want things you would never even tell anyone Mm -hmm. you can say like i told things i'd never told anyone to jenna within yeah. probably the first like day of knowing her or yeah. within the first alpha session i was like yeah but i feel like this and i know she's not gonna go away and have a gossip about or tell anyone like mm-hmm. these are people who are your brothers and sisters in christ if someone believes in jesus and loves jesus like i feel like you already know them. Mm-hmm. i feel like i could go to the other side of the world like i could even go to jesse's church in florida and I would feel like I'm on a level with those people, yeah. Because we all believe in the same things, and yeah. we all forgive each other, and we all love each other. You have the same foundation, yeah. And yeah. like, I love that song, like I will build my life upon your love. Like, it's the firm foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I've struggled with all my life. I was trying to build my life on this and trying to build my life on that. Yeah. And like, I'm just gonna let you know now, it yeah. all came tumbling down for yeah. a fact. For a fact.
0: There's a song. What is it? It's um, like. Uh, is it the wise man built his house upon the rocks? I don't know, but it's like all other ground is sinking sand. Up. Um, I will all other. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. but it's one we used to sing in my church growing up. But basically, like I like I'm gonna stand with Jesus because that's what's like the solid ground, the and then thing. everything else is sinking sand that you're just gonna like.
1: Like it's very hard to believe because as well, this is what we were also saying in our theology course. Um, but it was like when David and Saul, when they in the Old Testament, they were between two kingdoms, the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And we are living now in an overlap of that. It's a very, very difficult place to be as a Christian. And as like time goes on, it's going to get even more difficult to be a Christian. And that's mm-hmm. why you need the firm foundation of God um, underneath you. But you need the people to like help you blossom. Yeah, you need those people because you're in it together yeah like if you're not a christian like i don't know you're just on a different level mm-hmm. you're just different and you were trying to live in this kingdom of god even though you're technically in this kingdom of well. yeah we're
0: in the world it's like weird because you're kind of between the two places yeah. and like living as a christian is totally counter to everything our culture
1: but it's everything you get taught yeah. in school is completely opposite from everything you're supposed to aspire to have and aspire yeah. to be yeah like literally the bottom line is like and this is what something I'm trying to learn with at the moment stop trying to take control you know mm-hmm. you've done no better than God and I think every Christian struggles yeah same and it's like uh, you just need to trust in god because like he literally laughs at your plans he laughs because he's got a bigger plan for you and his better. Yeah. and like i think there's something you've got to pray into as well or something yeah. i'm praying into right now like what do you want me to be like guide me where yeah. you want me to go
0: one of the best things that i've heard and like it's something that i keep leaning on is um Anne marie from my church at home get um preached at like a women's retreat women's encounter thing and weekend away is what y'all would call it um <laughs> and we call them retreats i don't know why that but sounds good though anyway. i would go like, on guys
1: over in florida invite me <laughs>
0: yeah it's fun um but she preached this sermon about how like In the Bible, it tells us that the word or like Jesus and the Bible and all that, it's a lamp unto our feet. It's not the flashlight or the torch (laughs) to your feet. So like literally like with a lantern, you can see the one step in front of you. Like with your flashlight, you would be able to see the whole path. But like Jesus is our lamp or our lantern and he shows us like the next step and the rest of it we have to trust him with. And it's what I keep. I'm like, it is. But like I think about coming here and like the decision to come here or other decisions in my life like. I didn't know I had no idea what was in store for this you were year. quite
1: skeptical to come in because oh, you were yeah. like is this right for me oh yeah like yeah because it
0: sounded crazy and it's like yeah I was leaving a career that the world would tell you like you've got it like you've made it that's
1: what you spent all yeah. your life working towards yeah. because the like our, our culture told you that's yes. what you need to do it's about money and it's about a you were stepping job. away from that in the name of like god the most yeah. so i'm don't even believe in so it yeah. sounds crazy but it
0: does but it's like you just take the one step it's like okay i know i'm supposed to say yes to this so i'm gonna say yes to this and what happens next i have no idea like <laughs> i still don't people keep asking me like what are you gonna do like once you go home what's what's like what's next i'm like I- i literally have no idea i
1: don't want you to leave
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's funny like the closer it gets to the end the more i'm like oh my gosh do i want to go home
1: (laughs) i think that's what i need to learn to do though and that's like i feel like i'm very much on fire for god like i want to tell people about god and i want to be like simply because i'm like please look at my life before and look at me now this is amazing yeah but then i need to learn to be bold in god and make these mm-hmm. decisions because it's taking a step away from the rest of the world yeah like you were literally doing a 180 yeah on the like it's like going against the stream mm-hmm. but like that's what i'm praying for and to be bold mm-hmm. for and for like god to give me that sense of direction of where i need to be yeah. so i think that's like really amazing and really inspiring that you did oh, that and wow. i'm so glad you're here because i'm obsessed <laughs> with you <laughs>
0: <Same>. <laughs> um so the theology course. you've mentioned it a couple of times and I think we've mentioned it on the podcast. Um, but it's been so great. Yeah. And I, I think I've told you this, but you ask the best questions. Like you just, the way that you read the Bible, like it's, it's been so encouraging to me because there is like a, it's great to grow up in church. And I did grow up in church and it like a hundred percent, I wouldn't change it. And what happens is you get really familiar with the Bible. Like all of it's just kind of like familiar to me and I've heard it before, but you're coming in with like fresh eyes and like reading this stuff for the first time. And like Bridie is the same the way like her questions too. Um, but it's just so great and it's like so encouraging to me to teach. it it's been teaching me like how to look at my Bible in new ways. Mm -hmm. So like, where, where does that come from? And like, you're so unafraid to ask questions, which I love
1: for me. It's because number one, I feel unafraid to ask questions because I know it's a safe space for me. Like, Ben, you, Bridie, Alison, and Sarah, and Lucy, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Like, yeah. I literally love you and I trust you. And if yeah. anyone can tell me the answer that I need help with, it's you guys. So yeah. that's why I feel so comfortable. And then secondly this is just a little side note and then I will go on to the main question yeah. talking about with fresh eyes so I'm sure we've all heard the song huck the Herald Angels Sing like mm-hmm. a million times when it's playing in the shopping center or the mall or wherever yeah. you guys call it yeah um the mall <laughs> <laughs> the mall. yeah when it's shopping in the mall <laughs> and like huck the Herald Angels Sing is on right you're just like yeah. oh do you know what I've heard the song a million times can someone turn it off yeah but I've actually listened to it in my car. Mr. Phil Wickham version, How Can Hell Angel Sing? I think I was listening it was listened to in October. No, okay. it's not even October yet. So no. What's well, the month before so this? August. August. Yes, yeah. it was August. You like were summer. ready to bring Christmas. So, and I don't even like Christmas that much because I love Christmas now as a Christian. Yeah. But I think it's very much around you is very much about presence and yeah. stress yeah. so i was like i'm not really big into the christmas tunes i'm not one to wait to put the tree up like yeah. do you know what i mean like I, I love i love christmas because i love christ yeah but i listened to this and the words were hark the hell angel sing glory to the newborn king my favorite sentence is god and sinners reconciled and i was just crying yeah. so i was like wow glory to the new king and i've heard that song a million times mm-hmm. but when you're actually listening to someone say it who means it like Phil Wickham is a Christian. He means it and he's literally singing every single word away with his heart. I just hear it done a different way and I burst yeah. out crying. So I feel like you just need to really soften your heart. Be in a place when you read that Bible and just like really be ready to listen to every single word. Like, yeah. Um. So that's something I found amazing. And guys, please go listen to it because I know you're going to cry.
0: <laughs> well, I'm like, it's God insane. and sinners reconciled I- because jesus was born glory to
1: the newborn king like amen yeah like easier to reconcile you yeah like they want you home like come yeah so that's just amazing to me but then with the theology course i think for me i've got a lot of questions because simply i don't know i think because i'm new there's so much i didn't know when growing up in school yeah i know who jesus was yeah santa mary hold on a donkey great like thank you for my presence (laughs) but the real gift is wow no one tells you and they don't even tell you in schools or whenever they teach you about jesus they do not say you were forgiven for your sins yeah and that's really annoying to me because yeah great you know jesus what's the point in knowing who he is if you don't know what he's done for you yeah Like, seriously, and I think schools don't want to tell kids because they don't want them to be naughty because then kids will say, oh, well, Jesus forgives me, so why can't you? (laughs) And that's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It is, like, it's not necessarily the freedom to sin more, but it is, like, especially when you're a kid, you exactly. mess up all the time. Exactly, but kids and, like, need to know that they're
1: forgiven, like, yeah. so boy, you've done something wrong in school, let me just tell you, like, don't do that again, because you've seen what's happened this time, yeah. like, something bad's come out of it, but just know that Jesus, who is singing about an assembly, still loves you, and they don't tell you that. And
0: the mistakes don't have to define them.
1: No, and that. they need children need to know that growing up yeah no matter what you do jesus loves you because people know jesus name but they don't know what he's done yeah. i didn't know i really only understood what jesus done since we started learning the old testament because i was like wow oh. this is really life before jesus we take it for granted we're like yeah, yeah we deserve forgiveness well no because yeah. people lived before jesus
0: yeah it's wild isn't it yeah like
1: i'm so sorry that they had to do that i know because jesus is king yeah jesus walks with me jesus is king so i love that yeah so yeah so Um, good so it's really good for me and i love that um but also i do actually struggle to read the bible because of my adhd so when i when we speak i learn a lot and even though i should read the word for myself and that's something i need to try and do when we speak i learn a lot and i learn a lot from what people say i was like wow really i didn't know that was in the bible and i'm generally so interested and i also want to learn more because i want to be able to tell people more Mm -hmm. because i'm like i'm like wow jesus done this to me and they're like yeah but how and i'm like tell them but then i want to back up the scripture and i'm like hang on yeah (laughs) <laughs>
0: it's like just believe. But you're me? already like, even as we've been talking, you're recalling a lot, like from the weeks that we've done.
1: Yeah, you I know, love, like, I love this new theology host. So good, isn't It's it? insane. Like, I love. It's so interesting how amazing this book from over 2000 years ago is still relevant now yeah. like do you know like we sp- like this is just an idea right but like clothes mm-hmm. yeah people say they like oh I love fashion that's my life I need this new jumper I love it yeah well that jumper from last year is old that's out yeah. of fashion that's one years old God's word is over 2000 years old it's more relevant today and it will be tomorrow every single day it gets more relevant yeah. to me like what else does that this world every other idol is gonna grow old and it's gonna leave you like yeah. jesus is forever like wow i feel like
0: you're just straight up preaching right now i'm just I'm here like, for it wow so for like it. i know
1: i'm like probably like the most annoying person no you're
0: not. Me, but not like it's like all.
1: wow one time we had a really good experience where actually god and jesus like really came forward to me um at a time when i was believed in jesus but i was still very much living my own life stuck in between mm-hmm. very obviously two worlds. yeah um so i prayed to god i said god can you help me read the bible and then i opened up the thing in my uni house and i just randomly flicked up a page and it was when jesus falls asleep in the storm and mm-hmm. i was like cool story didn't think anything of it like yeah. went to bed got up and i was like oh, i'm gonna have to catch a 45 minute train now to church i really didn't know if i can be bothered my sister was like yeah come on we go in." yeah so we went we were at church and then it was in huh. um and i was sitting down and then basically after the service had ended like we were doing some worship and then I can't remember who the pastor was, it was either Ben or Simon at the time and mm-hmm. they said, like, you know, if anyone's got anything free to say, please come forward. Mm-hmm. Like if God's rent on your heart. And then this woman, Julie, came forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really spoken to her much to inspire but actually love too, because I know she does a lot of Bible study with she's Jenna she's great, and things yeah. like that. So and I'm actually really grateful for this moment and I'm so glad that like she listened to God when he told her to come mm-hmm. forward um and that's another thing about being obedient you know it helps other people and god says it for a reason and this is a huge defining point in my christianity so if she wasn't so obedient yeah i wouldn't have had this moment oh
0: that's so cool
1: so it's like wow thank you julie for that um and thank you jesus but basically she came forward and she was like um i've got someone in my heart and this is for a new christian this is someone who i think is Quite like new to the faith, is still discovering. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was like, "Yeah, this is all cool, but is Jesus actually there? What if I'm doing this and He's not even real? Because all the world, like, they don't believe in Him mm-hmm. really. Like a lot of people." So I was like, "Oh, whatever." Yeah. And then she came forward and she was like, "Um, yeah, this person, their mind goes round and round. They just can't rest. Mm-hmm. And they're always thinking. They, they like, their mind is just literally doing like a whirlwind." And Sarah and my sister was like looking at me, and she was like, Low, this is about you." And I was thinking it's about me, but I was like, "Nah, nah, Something yes. else will come up, and it's not gonna be me." Then she was like, "Yeah, this person's no." And then and then she was like, oh, "I feel like it's a female." So and me and Sarah were like, "No, nah, I think this is about me." And then she said the exact passage jesus that i'd read the night before the one passage i'd read the night before my first ever encounter was actually reading the bible where jesus falls asleep through the storm and the disciples say jesus you need to help us yeah can't you see there's a storm yeah and he's sleeping he says no i'm we're gonna be fine put your faith in god and yeah let him do it so they were like "Fine," and the, the storm actually just stopped and i thought wow that's cool but then like she actually said the reason she was like god wants you to know that he's Mm -hmm. with you every single step of the way like the storm is going to be calmed by jesus like stop your mind from racing give all your problems to jesus and you just need to fall asleep through the storm yeah and god's just gonna save you and i was like i just burst out crying i was like i thank you so much and she was like yeah i I can tell that message is for you and it was just insane to me i'd read one chapter of the bible and it just got read out it's to me crazy. at the front of the church. And she related it right to my life. And wow. So that's that's when God, moment. God came forward for his girl. Yeah. He came forward. And I was like, thank you, God. Because that's one of the uh, one of the main points. Where I was like, right, I know he's real now. Yeah and then it was like going forward and then so when cool. I re- and when I saw the youtube testimony that's and I was like right my life is yours. Yeah. So those are about 6 months to maybe like a year apart. Yeah. But it's a marathon it's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And as long as like yeah you will have setbacks like you human like but as long as your faith is growing and yeah. you were like saved and once you're saved you can never be unsaved like Jesus is king like he's victorious like so well yeah the enemy tries to get us here on earth but he has no 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 power at all over jesus christ yeah and and no power
0: over our eternity
1: exactly he can only
0: mess with us here on earth
1: Literally, such a loser, is that? He always tries <laughs> to come for me. And I'm like, get yeah, the way you in the name of Jesus know, of Christ right I now. Know.
0: I like, do you find that you have become so much more aware of that? Like, yeah. Aware of like the stuff that before he might have like written off is now like, no, that is the devil and he is coming for me. The and devil like, says no, comes not to today. me now. It's
1: like, he like tells me lies about things that are like generally not even true. But it, I think like a few weeks ago... I was having like a lot of thoughts and I was thinking about the devil a lot. But the thing is, you shouldn't even think about him and you shouldn't even give him too much credit yeah. because that's the power in him. I thought, oh, everyone with money has made a deal with the devil. Remember we spoke about him when we had the mm-hmm. girls group and I was like, no, don't even give that power to the devil. It's yeah. probably Jesus Christ blessing people. Yeah. Like even people who don't believe in God can still be blessed mm-hmm. and like, you know what I mean? Like, don't give too yeah. much power to the enemy because he yeah. literally cannot even do anything. He just tells you lies, he whispers lies. Yeah, it's and like, like it's so many horrible lies are like, I don't know. It just ruins it a little bit because I always used to have the, like, oh, if I don't pray to God not before bed, like, oh, like I might not be saved, and that mm. that itself is a lie from the devil because yeah. we live in freedom. Yeah, you are free to do whatever you want and jesus christ has saved you and that's something i'm still learning on and obviously i've got a long long way to go Mm -hmm. like i still haven't officially been baptized yet but i actually can't wait yeah i know it's gonna be so soon so i'm excited for that but i just think the enemy is always on you but also i think the enemy is on the people who they th- who he thinks is a threat. Yep. So he will, like I think there's a lot of people who I know in my life who haven't yet turned to Jesus Christ because the devil is on their back simply because he knows like that person is going to be so powerful. Yeah, it's like, so true. Like convert so many people. Yeah. Because like the less likely you are to turn to God, the more people would be like, wow, yes. if they can do it i can do it like and it's not even you it's jesus christ yeah he's coming for you and it's like um what was that girl in the bible who was the prostitute and she rahab yeah like do you know what i mean like no matter who you are jesus christ wants you and like Like, yeah
0: and like she was obedient and she saved it was a few of the israelites right like Mm -hmm. and Then her family was spared when they took over the land. And like then there, I know we got into this topic, but I don't know if we ever like landed on an answer. But like there are books that one of the gospels says that like Jesus came from the line of Rahab. Yeah,
1: I think it was Joseph of of a like thing. It's
0: really crazy. Yeah, like, and that's just like one of those moments God showing off because he, God is not, God is never more glorified than when, like, we are weak and we could absolutely not do something without him. Like, because then people look and they're like, well, that has to be God. Like, it has to be.
1: It couldn't be anything else. Exactly. So, And, you know, as well, I think, like, do you know, like, the people who you think are least likely to turn to God or the person you think, like if you probably saw jenna or myself probably like three four years ago Mm -hmm. you were christian you'd probably be like oh i can't see those girls ever turned to god Mm -hmm. and you know what like how powerful jenna is and now helping people guiding people in their faith it's like wow i mean like jesus and god won the people in their army who you would least suspect and they're the most powerful when they are like wow yeah so like i just feel like i don't know like the people who you least suspect is who god and jesus are gonna use yes and even though like i say that like god and jesus i I know they won but Yeah. yeah yeah
0: oh so good yeah I feel like I could sit here and chat forever. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> how long were we in Club Coffee the other week? I like, don't know.
1: We just had I'm so much tired. good stuff to say, but so like, um,
0: but is there anything that you want to say or like that I haven't asked you that you would want to get? Put
1: um, out there? I don't know if there's anything really that I want to say. I just want to say glory to god thank you yeah. jesus saving me yeah. um i feel like it's honestly the biggest blessing and utmost achievement of my life that jesus mm-hmm. christ wanted me um i feel like that's like the highest honor mm-hmm. um and i just feel like i hope that as many people as possible can just be in the book of life and yeah. i th- hope that as many people as possible especially in a place like ronda can enter. Yeah. like how like i think it was ben who said this in one of his sermons how great would it be to go to heaven and like when like everything's done like people from ronda can have to yeah. saved by jesus christ
0: i'm gonna go and find you on uh, <laughs>
1: you <might be> <laughs> yeah like it's just the best guys and i just hope like if you are listening, you're Christian, like, please, can you just pray for the mm-hmm. people who are yet to find Jesus Christ, but also the people who know of Jesus Christ, but haven't actually accepted him in his heart? Because I feel like they can always be like a false pretense of, oh, I'm saved. Um, I've been to church all my life or, you know when you actually find jesus for yourself it's not only about what are you gonna get out of it when you die it's about what you can get out of it right now Mm -hmm. how much better your life is and when you were saved you can save so many other people who you care about and you love and to be truly saved yeah it's just something i can't even explain
0: Well, I know that he has you and his plan to use in the Rhonda and in Cardiff and wherever else the future might take you. Um, and I'm just like I'm so glad to know you, Thanks, and I think Lizzie. you're amazing, and you don't need to worry about being stunning because you are like it's insane no. and like actually annoying how like naturally no, you like, are so you're in your
1: sweats and like you're I just don't know if so you gorgeous. can tell me and Jessie are obsessed with each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, no, you, <laughs> no, you. <laughs> but she's the best. Like if you're in Florida, you're so like blessed to have this girl. She's the best. No, no. But thanks for coming on. Thanks it's for having time. me. Sorry if I've just babbled the whole way. No. Like, I'm not even going to listen to this back so I will cringe, but no, I've got to so keep going forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Even good. if it doesn't make sense, at least one person might hear it and be it like, It made sense. It made
0: sense. So thanks. good. All right. Well, that's a wrap.
1: Thanks. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh, so good.